Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What up, TCK Potters? I'm your host, Scott Guasco, and this is episode 148 of the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast. Today I'm joined by Lucas Kaser as we discuss week 11 and dish out our starts and sits as well as our starts of the week. We've got a lot to cover, so let's get into it. Week 11 upon us, week 10 in the rearview mirror. We are back once again. We are a day late this time, though. Uh, I had mentioned in the previous episode when I was doing my week 10 recap in Ballers and Stallers, I had uh, some family going down uh, in California, so I was out of town uh, for a long weekend, and I'm back now kind of playing catch up a little bit, so everything's moved up a date this week. But we are just moving our episode up one week here with the week 11 recap, and uh, we are excited again to have our weekly guest in Lucas Kaser, how are you feeling, my man? Well, I mean, it's fantasy crunch time now. We got we got three weeks left till playoffs, so I'm, I'm ready to go. Three weeks. That's right, folks. If you heard that and said, wait, I have four weeks until my fantasy playoffs, please don't play in that league again next year Yeah, because that probably means your championship well, is in week 17, which they, you probably shouldn't do. They could be locked for a bye, too, I guess. So that's a good thing. But. Well, if you're locked in a bye, then, you know, you should be – calling into the uh podcast and let us know how you're how yeah. you're crushing it so um but yes if you're playing your fantasy playoffs in uh championship in week 17 we know that that's a, a no-no so try not to get that done but otherwise absolutely right man we are definitely in crunch time if you're sitting pretty at the top again reboost that roster make sure you're also following the waiver wire make sure you're kind of hunkering down on that fab unless any last minute things happen also make a couple trades to uh make sure that you're you're team is ready and strong with depth if you're in the seller right now time to sell maybe your best player for two or three you know medium players so you can at least just get the bulk of the points and get in because all you got to do is get in the playoffs i mentioned on the last episode i have backed into the playoffs a couple of times and ran the table all you got to do is get in and anything can happen so best of luck uh, uh, the rest of the way we'll do our best to get you as far as we can week 11 is here we got a big game tonight uh, Thursday night football, Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cleveland Browns, both teams coming off of big upset wins this week. And uh, your Browns looking terrible, but getting the W and the Pittsburgh Steelers looking very hot with a subpar quarterback, but a uh, extremely exciting defense. This one's in Cleveland. We'll go over our winners, of course, later on. Um, but let's talk about our starts and sits, man. Uh, let's talk about Mason Rudolph right off the bat. Uh, he's no big Ben, but he has been successful enough and he's a decent game manager. Um, let's just roll through. We got a lot of names on this episode, so I'm just going to run through each team. We'll do starts and sits. If you want to add something, go for it. Otherwise let's just rock a, a start sit section. Mason Rudolph starts sit. Um, middle level streamer. I think this week it's an okay matchup, but we obviously know how Rudolph, uh, or what Rudolph is. So it's not like, Anything exciting. James Conner is expected back. If he is back, you're playing him for sure. With or without James Conner, how do you feel about um, Jalen Samuels with or without James uh, James Conner? Without, obviously, you got to fire him up for sure. With, I think, 
I don't see why I would want to play him. Uh, obviously, it's not a bipocalypse week or anything, so there's not really a need to take big chances. But I think he still needs to be on your roster for sure, as we know Connor gets injured about every week. Got it. And Deontay Johnson and James Washington kind of taking turns on who's going to be that second fiddle to Juju each week. Are you confident with either of them going up against this uh, Cleveland secondary that's definitely been beat, but since they've gotten their two strong corners back, have definitely been more uh, more difficult to beat? Yeah, I think if I had to pick one that I think is going to be the guy like coming in or I guess coming out of the season into the next season, I think I'm going to lean Washington just with that connection he has with Rudolph. It's kind of starting to um, prove itself a little more, I think you could say. But, no, I don't really have any confidence the rest of the fantasy season. Um, I would say get out. I I'm, I'm definitely think you could drop them, and it wouldn't be that big of a deal and pick up someone on the waivers. Whew. All right, let's get into – how about the Pittsburgh defense really quick before we move on to the Browns? I mean, it's a primetime game, and obviously you know how I feel about Baker, and obviously they're playing really good. So I think they're – we were talking about there's not very many good, like, defensive matchups. I, I think they would have to be top five this week, I think. Got it. I like the uh, – I like the Pittsburgh defense right now. They're playing very, very well. Played really well against the Rams last week. Shut down Cooper Cup, no catches. Shut down Gurley and Goff as well. I like that a lot. Um We'll see what they do against the Browns. Let's shake it over to the other side. Baker Mayfield um, at home, 12 targets for Odell Beckham last week. Jarvis Landry, nine catches, 97 and a touchdown. He's got a new weapon in Kareem Hunt. Is uh, Baker finally catching his stride at home in a big game primetime? Since the trade to Fitzpatrick, the Steelers are allowing 10 fantasy points to quarterbacks a game. So, no. But – uh, I don't know if we've mentioned it before, but his um, – so he has this week. I think he has New England next week and then Pittsburgh again. But then I think he has – yeah, I think that's right. But his schedule after that is about as good as Darnold's is on the stretch. I think similar teams like Washington and the Jets, Giants, like teams like that. So if you have him, especially in the Superflex League, I would definitely hang on to him, but not this week. There's no way you can play him. Got it. I agree. I like Baker down the stretch. We just haven't seen him really hit the stride weekly, although I think Baker's, you know, the type of cat to get up for a big game. And so if they can make some moves early, I think the the, the Browns in general will be all right. Uh, Kareem Hunt last week came on the scene, 11 catches, uh, doing well. Are you confident to start him? And will he be a weekly starter, you think? Yeah, I mean, I think they obviously – like I was not expecting them to give him this much of a workload at the start. Uh, like right away, especially against a tough matchup like this and in, in kind of an important game uh, if they're still trying to make playoffs. Like, like, you know, if that makes sense, I guess. But, yeah, I mean, I think he definitely is like a flex option and maybe could be an RB2 if we see this consistent. I think he had seven targets. I don't know if you know the exact number, but it was surprising to say the least. Yeah, and he looked he looked good. I mean, Nick Chubb still had over, you know, 20 carries and uh, 22 carries um and uh let's see he had 22 carries 116 yards so still getting it done for Nick Chubb so definitely wasn't cut you know cut out from under him with with Cream Hunt but Cream Hunt you know having 11 touches himself uh is certainly you know going to be a factor there absolutely mm -hmm. uh Jarvis Landry has the big game last week because you know they're double teaming and not being able to connect with Odell Beckham um 
We saw Joe Hayden last week shut down Cooper Cup. I assume he's going to draw Odell Beckham. OBJ had 12 targets, as I mentioned, um, but just not very efficient with those. They've been off all season. Who do you think has the bigger game in this one, Landry or Odell? Um, PPR, I'm just going to take Landry. As I think, I mean, I think he's definitely gotten more targets. He got more, okay, he's gotten more uh, accurate targets, I guess you could say, more productive targets, and I think it'll continue this week. I just, I don't know. The whole OBJ thing is just still, I feel like it's it's obviously being forced. The targets are being forced, but the whole, like, OBJ Cleveland thing, I feel like it's just not working out, and it's just being, it's continued to, they're trying to make it work out, but I just don't think it's going to. I agree. I think next year when he goes to Green Bay, everything will be fine. Oh my gosh. Let's move on. Let's move on to Washington and uh, we'll go over our win, uh, you know, our picks of the week uh, when we get uh, into the second half of the episode here, but let's get to Washington where the Jets roll into town. Jets coming off a a big win, I guess you would call it over their rival Giants. Um, Sam Darnold, Robbie Anderson, Ryan Griffin, and (laughs) Chris Herndon, no longer a factor after about 10 minutes this season. So he's out. uh, Ryan Griffin has scored multiple touchdowns in multiple games this year. I think he's a surefire start personally uh, at, you know, he's a perfect grab. If you had Austin Hooper, Um, I would go out and get Ryan Griffin right now, most likely on your waivers and Robbie Anderson, man. Uh, very frustrating, not the deep bomb. I mean, all he does is the deep bomb, but he's not able to do it. Sam Darnold only checking down. Uh, are you confident starting Darnold and or Robbie Anderson? Um, Darnold, yes. I think, I mean, it's not like, I think last week we saw even against a bad defense, how still Darnold he is, I guess you could say. Like his, yeah, I think, true, gosh, I should, 19 points, I believe, some, something around there. So like a, a low end or not. I don't know. He's a, he's an okay play. I guess you could say, I, cause I think they're still going to make, they're making, he's going to make mistakes. It's still the jets. Um, if you would use Robbie Anderson more, I'd be a little more excited. Um, I, yeah, Robbie Anderson made me so mad this year. I had him in like a lot of dynasty leagues. Uh, I don't think I had him in the TCK league, but I had him in multiple other leagues besides that, but yeah, huge disappointment. I totally agree. I'm not into either one of them. Um, I know Washington's not very good in the secondary, but I think there's other streaming options. I would stick away yeah. from Sam Donald and Robbie Anderson. I do like Ryan Griffin, though. Again, if you had Austin Hooper and he got hurt, I would go get uh, Ryan Griffin. Let's go on the other side. Looks like Haskins will be the quarterback for the remainder of the seasons for Washington unless he gets hurt. Um, I'm, I'm not playing him anywhere. I don't think we would advise that unless you uh, have a different opinion. My question more is Terry McLaurin and – uh, Darius Geis, who was cleared off of IR recently. Um, Terry McLaurin, you're firing up. Darius Geis, are you confident putting him back yet? And do you think he overtakes Peterson like he did last time uh, with AP, frankly, playing pretty well recently? Yeah, I think um, – I mean, I think everyone thinks that Geis has to be the back. If they're – I mean, they're full tanking. They're – I would say they're probably going to land the number two pick uh, this season this upcoming season, the Bengals don't look like they're going to win a game anytime soon. So I would think they would switch to Geist, but they obviously have kept AP around this long. So I'm not really for sure how I feel about it. However, I think you need, if Geist is for some reason on the waivers, he definitely needs to be rostered just because if he does get the work, I mean, AP has been a running back too, flex play every week. And I, 
I think we can all agree Geis has more juice right now than uh, AP does. I think he's definitely worth a look. And Terry, oh, man, I feel so bad for him too. Totally agree. Uh, I don't think Geis is going to be very effective in the first game, um, but I do think that he is definitely rosterable, especially if you're heading into the playoffs for sure. Let's go to the next game here. Tampa Bay hosts New Orleans Saints. Uh, New Orleans gets embarrassed by the Falcons somehow at home. Um, Tampa Bay gets a big win over the Cardinals. Let's talk about the Saints first here. Um, the big three for the Saints, Breeze, Kamara, Michael Thomas. Uh, we also have Latavius Murray and we have um, Cook. How do you feel about either one of those guys and what should be a shootout in Tampa? Yeah, we'll talk about Cook later. Uh, he's actually my start of the week, but such a – like, unrelated to fantasy, but this game was just so weird. Like, I don't know if if anyone is watching this game, wherever you live, if you got this game on TV, but it's the game that I got. And literally the Falcons' game plan, they admitted, was to just run the ball wherever they were at. Like, it would be first, second down every time. They're just running the ball at the middle, get like half a yard, a yard, but it worked because they just ran the clock down. Saints only scored nine points. Yeah. Uh, well, I think they switched defensive play call duties. I believe so is what they said. So maybe that was something. I, guess, I don't know. It's, that was so weird. Either way, Falcons got it done, and it was by running the ball. Um, so that's, you know, that's on the other side with, with Ronald Jones. Um, Kamara's an automatic. Would, starter sit in this game, Latavius Murray. No, I don't think you – I mean, Tampa Bay's run defense is – has been top five, but I don't think you can start him anymore with Kamara back. I agree. Let's get over to the other side here. We have Ronald Jones, who had his uh, breakout game last week. And let's discuss O.J. Howard here in just a second. Ronald Jones, though, start or sit? Uh, yeah, start for sure. You think that's the game plan as well? Just run it up? Or I mean, do I, best too? I, Bruce Arians has basically came out and said that Jones has earned uh, the right to be the full-time back. And he's earned the right to run more routes. I mean, we saw they, if you followed like the, the game log, uh, the first two drives, literally he had all the catches. I think they're just trying to establish him as a runner and make something out of it. So I think, yeah, I think he'll get a lot of work in this game. OJ Howard finally catches a touchdown. He gives a little sigh of relief, but we're 10 weeks into the season. Are we going to be able to count on OJ Howard moving forward? No, he played the Cardinals. Come on. Ro Ross Dwelly is going to drop 20 fantasy points this week. Oof, my man, Ross Dwelly. We'll talk about him later as well. All right, let's move on. Minnesota and the Denver Broncos, fresh off a bye, should be putting up at least 45 this week. Yes, sir. Let's talk about the Broncos first. Uh, Brandon Allen, uh, the running backs, and Noah Fant. Are you confident playing anybody versus the Vikings who got shredded through the, pass, uh, uh, through the passing game but really shut down Ezekiel Elliott on Sunday Night Football? Uh, yeah, I think I put the running backs on here because I think that's going to be a common uh, dilemma this week. Obviously, there's – well, if we didn't list the teams on a bye, but Seattle, the Packers, Titans, and Giants. So that is two, three, maybe even five starting running backs for fantasy. So there's obviously going to be gaps on teams. And uh, Lindsey and Freeman, yeah. I mean, I'm actually facing this decision in my other league to play Lindsay. I, how do you feel about it? I guess I'm, I'm kind of in the middle. I think you play Lindsay. I would be a little hesitant against Freeman, um, but I'm not really confident about any of them. I think it's just game script. I think that the Vikings are going to get up early personally, and then they're going to run the ball and it's just going to be a game script thing. So if anything, I think 
they're going to have to try to throw it, but I'm not sure. I mean, they're just not going to be able to. Dallas's offense, I think, is so much more superior in every way than the Broncos. Oh, yeah. And Dak can make plays and, and move out of the pocket and everything else. And Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, Randall Cobb had a huge game. I just don't see anybody uh, outside of Sutton really able to do that for the Broncos. So, honestly, I think I think the Vikings smash on them, um, unfortunately, uh, for Bronco fans. But um, I'm not excited about anybody. If I had to start anyone, it's probably Philip Lindsay, though. Yeah, I think uh, in the TCK league, I am starting Fant this week, and I think he'll be a common stream uh, just with the work he's seen with Sanders gone. And like I said, the team's on a bye, plus Austin Hooper and now Kittle out. I definitely think he'll be a common play this week, and I think he'll do enough for your fantasy team this week. Okay, let's jump over to the Vikings. Um, Kirk Kirk Cousins had a nice game, but Diggs uh, didn't really do anything against the uh, Cowboys, and – Kyle Rudolph accidentally caught two one-yard touchdowns and a two-point conversion, which all should have gone to Dalvin Cook, but it didn't. Um, You're starting, I think, you're starting Kirk Cousins at home uh, against the Broncos. Stephon Diggs, if you have him, you fire him up. Kyle Rudolph, to me, is a sit unless you're really hurting on on tight ends. Uh, The teams on by aren't really tight end teams, so there should be everybody available for the most part there. I want to bring up Alexander Madison, who, yes, is the backup to Dalvin Cook, but he is getting goal line carries. They bring him in anytime. He is ripping off huge runs constantly. He can catch uh, the ball out of the backfield. Very, very effective. If you're in a deeper league, a second flex maybe. I think you can run on the Broncos. I would think about firing up Alexander Madison with all of these running backs on by this week. Yeah, I think the only thing I would disagree with is Kirk Cousins. The Broncos have only allowed one QB1 performance on the season, and that was the Baker Mayfield when he threw 42 passing attempts in the game. Just because it was – I mean, no one expected the Broncos to be winning that game the whole time. Uh, I don't know. The thing I, I, where I'm stuck in this game when I can't decide on Lindsey and Freeman is, is, yeah, I think the Vikings are the much superior team, but – I don't know, like the offenses and defenses just like match up like I like I don't know. It's just kind of a I feel like it's gonna be a weird game script no matter which way it goes for fantasy. So I just kinda of think I'm gonna stay away. Uh Diggs, holy crap. Like he's the <sighs> I think he's I think he's a better version of Tyler Boyd. And what I mean is and even like a Brandon Cooks or somebody else where they're so much better. Like, they play as a number one when they don't have to be a number one. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, when Thielen's on the field and, and all eyes are on Thielen and Diggs can kind of, like, draw single coverage, get beat deep, or, you know, beat somebody deep and do that, he excels. When he's the number one dude uh, with Thielen out, he's just not that kind of guy. Brandon Cooks is neither. Tyler Boyd's been doing a solid job this year without A.J. Green, obviously, but still even better with A.J. Green. Um Diggs, I'm firing up. Thielen isn't coming back anytime soon. Uh, Kirk, I could see slowing down a little bit. I, I just like him at home. He's been somewhat on fire. Uh, so I would I would start Kirk and Diggs, not starting Rudolph, and I would start Madison. Fair enough. Let's jump into this the red-hot Miami Dolphins, um, undefeated in their last two games, facing the Buffalo Bills. In Miami, this is, a, this is a doozy. We'll get to our wins and losses here in a little bit. Let's start with the Buffalo Bills here. Um, running backs, Frank Gore, Singletary, starter sit. 
Uh, oh, gosh. Um, I'm going to go with Singletary just because I'm still sticking with the big play upside that I know he has. Okay. Brown, Beasley, which one do you like better in this game? It's hard to decide. Like, I'm going to go with Brown just because – Ooh, I don't know. Actually, I don't know. I'm going to stay in the middle. I'm just going to say both. They're both really good plays this week. Fair enough. Lower flex? Yeah, like uh, like the TCK League, we have two flex. I think that's a common spot for him. Don't forget about Dawson Knox also there, a tight end position. Let's jump over to the other side on Miami. Uh, Fitzmagic. Looks like the Buffalo Bills defense has been susceptible, but against the run. I do not expect any Fitzmagic here, although I do think Miami actually wins this game, spoiler alert, but I don't think it's necessarily because of Fitzmagic um, in a tremendous way. I think Tredavious White showed last week that he can really shut down anybody, and I think Fitzmagic's going to have a number of turnovers in this game. Um, Kalen Balazs, starter sit. No, gross. <laughs> no, even if I know he's terrible, but the Buffalo defense is also terrible against the run. Yeah. I'm not excited about it either, but if you were in a super pinch, you could potentially fire him up as a late flex. Uh, Devontae Parker and Mike Kosicki, starter sit either one of them. Um, They're both, I think, like – Parker should get Tredavious White. Yeah, that's the only thing I think that limits him because obviously we've seen his consistency uh, not regarding any matchups by any means, uh, but – I don't know. They both see a lot of work in a game which should be a negative game script. So if you're like really desperate, I think they're okay, but I'm not excited about them. Yep. I agree with you. Let's move into Indianapolis. Jacksonville comes to town to face the Colts. Uh, Nick Foles is back. Starter sit Nick Foles in his first game back. I mean, eh, he's like a middle streamer, I think, right along with Rudolph. But his playoff schedule is very easy if you're looking that far ahead. Totally agree. Uh, Keelan Cole has resurfaced recently and D.D. Westbrook as well. Of course, uh, DJ Chark is the main man there, but either one of these guys uh, for a deeper option and maybe a PPR league, would you start or sit either one of those guys? Not this week, but I think whoever – I put like or in between. I think one of them is going to be the wide receiver too. We just kind of have to figure that out. And with an easy playoff schedule, they could maybe be a flex play, uh, playoff rosters. Okay. For the Colts, Jacoby Brissett also been out for the last couple of weeks. Brian Horner had a nice first game and a terrible second game. They're going back to Jacoby Brissett this week. Uh, Jacoby Brissett starter sit versus Jacksonville at home in Indianapolis. I still think you can start him. He's shown what he can do when he's healthy. Especially at home. He has crazy home road splits at home. He's been very well uh, doing very well in the dome. I think he does well as well. Uh, Naheem Hines. We could throw him out there as well. This might be a check down game. Marlon Mack has been playing well, but not really got that burst, more of a volume play. Naheem Hines could be another name with all these running backs on uh, on by, and we say it every week. I don't think it's much much of a conversation anymore, but which tight end for the Colts would you rather start? You know, I'm actually going to switch it this week. My after, man. after Ebron Witten complained to uh, mm-hmm. whatever their GM name is, he was pissed. He got 10 targets, 10 or 12 targets. I think it's going to stick this week. If I remember right, Doyle's in his last year of his contract too, so that could be something playing into it. But, uh, I mean, it's not like I want to play these guys, but if I had to choose, I think I'm going to roll with Ebron now. Yep, Doyle did have a touchdown, but, yeah, you're right. Um, Ebron did go to uh, Jim Irsay and and give him the business, and uh, looks like we'll see. We'll see if the the, the large uh, squeaky wheel will get it. Um, Zach Pascal, 
You know, as long as TY's out, I think you fire him up. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's starting in all my dynasty leagues, but I don't know about season one. There you go. Detroit Lions facing the Dallas Cowboys, uh, both coming off of losses. Uh, for Dallas, you start your studs. Jason Witten, you firing him up against the Lions? Uh, it's not a primetime game, so probably not. <laughs> uh, Stafford is somewhat questionable at this point, but I assume he is going to be out. Um, J.D. McKissick uh, could be the number one guy. It looks like Ty Johnson could also be out in the concussion protocol as well. Um, and then there's T.J. Hawkinson. So outside of Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay, uh, are you starting anybody for Detroit? I think McKissick is a very sneaky play this week. I think uh, Ty Johnson had a concussion last week, so if they are going by normal concussion protocol, there's no way he plays this week. Um, however, that's why I said if they go by normal, so who knows what their plan is, but he hasn't shown much anyways for them to rush him back. McKissick got a ton of work uh, once Johnson went down. That could have been because Jeff Driscoll was the quarterback, but I still think either way in a what should be a high-scoring game, he'll be okay. Right. I like it. I think that's a good call with uh, the pass rush of the Cowboys and maybe just continuously dumping the ball off. Maybe I like that. And if he's getting touches, man, touches are touches in fantasy football. So we'll see what he can do. Atlanta and Carolina, Atlanta, big win over the saints, obviously. And Carolina losing a tough one in Lambeau field in the snow last minute. Let's go with uh, Atlanta first. Uh, Devonta Freeman, not looking good. Um, Moving forward, Brian Hill uh, came in and looked good. And, again, kind of a volume thing. He's he's the biggest pickup on waivers this week. Um, are you confident playing him this week and moving forward if you needed to? I mean, if you have him on your team after, after waivers, your team's definitely hurting. But something tells me this is going to be like the whole Ty Johnson scenario. I I don't know. I, there's, I just don't see – yeah, great. The Falcons creamed the number one team in the league, most likely. And what did the running backs have in fantasy points? Like, literally nothing. So, I just – I don't know. I don't see really much excitement. Uh, definitely a volume play, as he got the most carries the Falcons have had in, like, I think it was two years in a single game. And he's, like, the, the fourth-string running back. But, <laughs> not, I don't know, not much excitement for me. Carolina's run defense is bad, though, but – Brian Hill ran the ball 20 times for 61 yards last week against the Saints. And uh, let's not forget that my old friend here in Eugene, Kenyon Barner, is also uh, still on the roster there for the Falcons, who might be a change of pace back. That's if if Devonta Freeman is, is unable to go, but he is definitely trending, trending out there. So uh, everyone picked up Brian Hill, so we'll see what happens there. Otherwise, you start your studs, uh, Matt Ryan, Julio, and uh, Calvin Ridley, also a reminder, Austin Hooper done for at least a month, unfortunately. Move over to the other side, Carolina. Um, really, it's, I mean, it's just about Allen. I mean, you're starting the receivers. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, you probably fire him up in a plus matchup. Um, Kyle Allen against the Falcons? He's the start of the week, but, I mean, that's kind of a, I don't want to say like a desperation play, but it could definitely backfire on me pretty hard but I think he's definitely fine this week. Got it. Let's get into one more game, and then we will take a quick break. We'll get into the second half of our Week 11 preview and our start of the week. Houston and Baltimore. This one's in Baltimore. Damn. Lamar Jackson, dog, is Mike Vick in Madden. Shit was sick. Super dope highlights. Um, 
Houston needed a week to get healthy. <clears throat> They're beat up on defense, beat up on offense. I think Baltimore smashes in this game, to be honest with you. It's going to be super fun to watch both these quarterbacks, but I think Baltimore definitely has the edge here. For Houston, anyone other than Watson or Nuke? The man, Darren Fells. Darren Fells. Okay, you're confident. You're, you're willing to uh, shoot for the high upside of like two for nine in the touchdown? You mean like two for two and two touchdowns, maybe? <laughs> that's, that's true. No, I, I have – like this is the way I play fantasy. I would never put him in a lineup. That's just like how I – I don't know. I just – I don't know. It's just something about like the players like that and like Ebron last year and like Rudolph and just – I would never play those guys and I'd rather like – I don't know. I'd rather play like Ross Dwelly than Darren Fells this week or something like that, but – some people like that, I guess, to rely on touchdowns. But I, I definitely think in what should be a high-scoring game, he'll be okay this week. Okay, I can dig it. Uh, which running back really quick? I'm not excited about either one of them, but people are in a tough place. So uh, very quickly, starter sit Carlos Hyde. I'm going to go – I think you start this week. I think you start both this week. Okay, Duke Johnson as well? Yeah, he's seen a lot of targets the past couple of games. And, yeah. Rest of season, oh, I particularly like Duke Johnson just because I think this team is so beat up and they are so pass heavy that he'll just see a lot of work. But I think they're both about equal. Got it. Let's move over to Baltimore. Your boy Hollywood Brown, confident? Yes, sir. This week especially. Okay, Mark Ingram. Sure, I guess. Fair enough. Mark Andrews is automatic and starter sit Lamar Jackson. I think you might want to start him this week. Deal. Let's take a quick break, and when we get back, we will finish up our Week 11 preview and get into our starts of the week. Hey, listeners, just take a break here. If you like what you're hearing and you want to find us outside of the podcast, please like and follow us on Instagram at fantasyfootball underscore tckpod, on Twitter at tck underscore pod, on Facebook at the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast, or drop us an email at tckpod at gmail.com. And of course, please leave a rate and review on the podcast. And once you subscribe, it really helps to get your feedback and go visit our website, tckpod.com for weekly rankings and Lucas's Start Sit article. Before we get into our starts of the week, here's a quick word from our sponsor, Anchor. Stay tuned. Hey, TCK Potters, I want to give a shout out to Anchor, which is the podcast avenue we record with to bring you these episodes. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. Like, how do I record a podcast? How do I record an episode? How do I get the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast onto all of the apps that people are listening to? And how can I reach as many people as possible for free and make money at the same time from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is Anchor. Anchor's the one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you up with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. Gaining some revenue from those podcast sponsors is essential to making necessary upgrades to the podcast and your overall brand. I appreciate how user-friendly Anchor is and how we can record our episodes via our computers or over the phone, similar to a voice memo or a phone call, and we can record these episodes, edit them down as needed, upload them, and boom, the episode is ready to launch. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and even make money doing it, go to anchor.fm forward slash start 
That's anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. One more time, that's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Philadelphia hosts New England this week. Philadelphia coming off a bye. New England coming off of a bye. Both of them uh, quite fresh here for New England. Um, Philadelphia's run defense has been really solid. Um, James White is automatic. Uh, you fire him up. He's a check down. He's a receiver. He can run the ball. He gets goal line carries. James White's automatic. Sony Michelle. I don't know if this is so much of a starter sit. I feel like if you have him, you play him. I'm more trying to catch the gauge of like, he seems like a two touchdown or bust running back. And at this time of the year, that makes me a little bit nervous. What's your pulse on Sony Michelle? Um, Against the Eagles in Philadelphia, which could be nasty. Yeah. I mean, I think you're looking at this as kind of what happened in the Ravens game. Like, obviously, you can't you can't say that New England's schedule is not getting harder. It's getting harder. They're playing. However, I don't think the Eagles are, like, that great of a team. They're definitely better than the Dolphins and the, uh, the Dolphins twice, I think, the Jets twice. Like, I guess what I'm trying to say is I have really no confidence in Michelle, I guess, but it's more so of we could definitely all be – like, I mean, like, think about Garrett Blunt, what, three years ago? I think he had like 18 touchdowns on this team and was completely like a, he was a, he was a league winner for how bad he ran the ball. So I mean I, I feel like you definitely see kind of the same scenario here, but I just don't really want to mess with that at all. Sony Michelle or Jordan Howard? You know I I still think I would go Jordan Howard. I know New England's defense is good. I just think that Howard sees enough all around work that Michelle doesn't see with James White there and uh, Burkhead. And now they have like 25 receivers on the roster. So I'm going to go Jordan Howard. Overall starter sit Jordan Howard this week. Uh, low end flex. How about Miles Sanders? Who is kind of, they're kind of a Sony Michelle, James White, aren't they? Yeah. Kind of similar. I think they're both kind of, I think a lot of, I think White's definitely running back too, but I think Michelle Sanders, Howard are all like low flex options. Got it. If Alshon plays, you play him. Uh, but we will see what happens with him and his aching injuries constantly. Dallas Goddard uh, might seem crazy in theory to like play a second tight end versus New England, blah, blah, blah. But as you're mentioning, they're playing better offenses. I have a theory on this if you don't cover it, but Dallas Goddard starter sit. I mean, I think your theory is definitely going to – here, I'll lay it out for you. They take away the best player at Zach Hurts, so Goddard's going to be wide open. That's exactly it. I, I mean, I think you have to. He's the wide receiver two on this team, and the wide receiver one is Ertz. So, I mean, like, target's got to go somewhere. Well, and the actual wide receiver one is hurt. And the actual wide receiver two, <laughs> Deshaun Jackson's also hurt. And Nelson Aguilar is awful. So Holy shit. I mean, like, they're just not going to have other options. I feel like, you know, yeah, if he'll you're, get if you're like hurting. Five catches or something. And If you're hurting for tight end, I think this would be a great week to play both. And honestly, in the le- in our uh, listener league, I've got both Ertz and Goddard. Um, and I'm thinking about playing both of them this week. Because uh, you don't I, sit Ertz, but, like, I might, I might swap them out and play Goddard instead of Ertz. I guess it would be a better move. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know if I'd want to like double down on this game necessarily because we could def we could both definitely be wrong and they could both get like two points. But uh, it's I don't know. If it's you were hard. to play one or the other, who would you play, Ertz or Goddard? 
Um, oh I play Goddard. I think I would play Goddard. I know it sounds ridiculous, but they don't have another number one, and Belichick has to shut down somebody. The running backs aren't those guys. Ertz is definitely the number one, and they're going to run two tight end sets because they don't have any fucking receivers. Yeah, it just makes I, sense. I don't know. It makes sense. It sounds yeah, crazy, I, I get but it's saying. it's football, dude. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like anything could happen. Anyway, I would play Dallas Goddard, and I think regardless, you could start him if you're tough at tight end position. Let's move into Oakland and Cincinnati coming into town, looking for their first win. Uh, for Cincinnati, you start Joe Mixon, Boyd, and Tate. Sit everybody else. Uh, disagree. Um, would you maybe think about Bengals defense? Um, no. Yeah, I think it's kind of a... Raiders defense? Sure. Yes, sir. Yeah, I think, yeah, Mixon, Boyd, yeah. I might have to start freaking Ryan Finley in the TCK league, so we'll see. Taysom Hill, dog, I'm telling you. We'll see, we'll see. All right, Oakland, Derek Carr. Starter set. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I don't think his ceiling's as high as we think it is in this game, but I think he's definitely a good 18 to 20 points. Great. I'm going to fire him up as well. He is my start of the week. We'll get to that in just a little bit. But Derek Carr, I am good with, of course, Tyrell Williams. If he is healthy and playing, you fire him up. Josh Jacobs, uh, really the rookie of the year at this point. You fire him up, of course, as well. Darren Waller, he's going to be three for 40, or he's going to be six for 120 and two touchdowns. This could be that week. You fire up Darren Waller every single week. I like that. Let's move on to the Niners and the Cardinals. The Niners coming off of their first defeat, of course. I've already done my Niners um, rant, uh, if you will, on the last podcast. So, we, you know, we don't have to spend time on that this time. However, if you know, have uh, questions about my well-being or any check-ins or anything, we're happy to cover that. Otherwise, I will just say that I think the Niners are coming off of a home loss to a divisional rival that they should have won the fucking game. They're going to come up against the inferior Cardinals. Super fired up on defense. I think the Niners smash in what should be a pretty exciting game here. Um, for the Cardinals, all of that being said, Kyler Murray, a hurt David Johnson who scored negative fantasy points in most leagues, Kenyon Drake, who is all of a sudden the starting running back for the Cardinals, and Larry Fitzgerald, who has faded into oblivion, seeing Christian Kirk score three touchdowns last week. Are you excited about anybody here against the 49ers coming off a big loss for the Cardinals? I'm excited for this offense in the future. <laughs> That's about it. I mean, I don't know. I think it's – I'm in another spot, I guess, with Kyler and Kyle Allen in a super flex league as my QB2. And it's kind of this, one of those things where normally I'd be like, yeah, no. But I did this two weeks ago with Kyler, and he put up 23. However, that was on one deep bomb touchdown. So I think it's – but who's to say that's out of the realm, especially if – I mean, I, I think San Francisco is going to kill him as well. If it's going to be a negative game script, I I definitely think that you shouldn't mess with it too much if I had to give any advice on it. I think there's definitely a fine line between who you're benching Kyler for this week. I agree. If I'm going to fire up anybody on the Cardinals, it's probably Kyler Murray. If you have David Johnson and you don't have anybody else to fill in for him right now and you've got Chris Carson and – Aaron Jones and Derrick Henry or a hurt Saquon um, on by you're probably starting David Johnson uh, and you got to just roll with it. But man, it has been David Johnson last three years has been so rough, dude, <laughs> especially coming off of one of the best fantasy seasons of all time in 2016, 17, 18 and 19 have been forgettable to say the least, uh, which is very disappointing there. I agree on the San Francisco side. 
Matt Breida out for a couple weeks officially. He is always questionable, always a game time decision, ends up playing, misses half the game with injuries, but he's still effective. He is officially out for two weeks. Raheem Mostert, my man. Um, love me some Raheem Mostert. I'm all about it. How do you feel about him as the 1B to Devin Coleman? Yeah, I definitely think he's a solid flex play. I, apparently, Breed is supposed to be out like, well, obviously one week for sure, but maybe even two. So Mostert would be a very nice fill-in uh, for teams that are kind of on the fence or trying to lock in a playoff spot as they play Arizona and then Green Bay, who has an awful run defense. Uh, that game's in prime time now, right? Next week? Uh, Green Bay? Yeah. And, and the 49ers? Yep. I think it's. I think it got flexed into Sunday night. Heck yeah! Watch Aaron Rodgers lose. That'd be great. Uh, yeah, so. I think yeah, he's definitely a flex play. However, I think Tevin Coleman is now going to smash uh, these upcoming two weeks because I don't think they're going to like necessarily give all of Brady's touches the most. I think they're just going to kind of ride with whatever's working uh, in this game. I dig it, Debo Samuel with your boy E. Sanders um, out. Uh, looked weird. Like the play that he, Emmanuel Sanders left the field. He just kind of like ran a route and then just ran immediately to the sideline, like holding his rib. It's like a very odd play. Anyway, assuming Emmanuel Sanders misses significant time is Debo Samuel, a starter weekly. And let's start with this week. Uh, well, nine catches over a hundred yards. Kids a beast. But yeah, the dude's a stud. I think he, him and DK are definitely the top two receivers in the class, uh, all around receivers, because you have your guys like Hardman and Hollywood and those guys, obviously. But yeah, I think, I think he finally, like, I did not think Kyle Shanahan would have this much confidence in throwing the ball. Like, as you saw, they tried to force the ball to Goodwin the first drive. And I was like, what do you do? Like, I think he had four targets in a row and they weren't even like, he wasn't even close to open. So I think they were just kind of trying to, I don't know. They didn't really, I think they were just waiting for Jimmy G to unleash it to the younger guys in this team. But Sanders is a game time decision, I think they said. So this man is like a robot when it comes to injury. He's like just not non-injurable, I guess if that's a word. <laughs> but yeah, no, if he's out, yeah, Debo's definitely, I think he'd be a wide receiver too in this matchup. And I would lower my expectations a little bit next week if Sanders is out just because uh, Jair Alexander would probably shadow him. Right. If Kittle plays, you play him, of course, and you forget about the next uh, one minute of uh, commentary. If Kittle is out, though, Ross Dwelly, are you firing him up? He's had a number of targets the last couple of weeks. Two weeks ago, he played the Cardinals. Um, he was able to get six receptions, played pretty well with uh, Kittle on the shelf. To the second half of that game, Ross Dwelly playing all right. I'm going to talk about him in a little bit. Let's go to – Okay, sorry. No, you. I mean, you could talk about him if you want. I, I was more saying, like, if Kittle plays, you play him. If not, then uh, look at Ross Dwelly. What yeah, the hell? Okay. I don't know if you're waiting for me to say something or anything. No, it's, I mean, there's not really much to say because nope. he's, <laughs> he's a lost cause if Kittle plays, but I'm just throwing sure. it out there that if Kittle doesn't play, you're stuck at tight end, Dwelly could be that guy. Two more games here, Sunday night football, the Bears and the Rams. Uh, Man, I mean, I know that, like, you know, Khalil Mack and Aaron Donald and, like, that should be awesome. Uh, No. Dude, like, I mean, New England and Philadelphia, Houston and Baltimore. Uh, You know, I mean, like, there should be other. Arizona, San Francisco. 
Yeah, I mean, let's get a really good game like Cincinnati and Oakland or I something. Would, I would rather watch that game on Sunday night than this game. Oh, my God, dude. Denver and Minnesota. I mean, there's other options here. Literally any other game with besides this one. Oh, man. <laughs> well, let's do it. Bears. Uh, David Montgomery, start or sit? Uh, start, sure. Volume play. Allen Robinson. I mean, yeah, uh, you have to. And, yes, he's going to see Ramsey, but he's seen shadow corners all year, and he's somehow provided fantasy value with Trubisky as a quarterback. Four starting fantasy quarterbacks out. Mitch Trubisky accidentally throws three touchdowns last week. Starter sit Mitch Trubisky. Please don't. Do not do that to yourself. Let's move over to the Rams. Jared Goff back at home. The Rams played absolutely horrendously last week. We're going to throw that out the window. Rams are back at home versus the Bears, who are not as scary as we thought they were going to be, but they're still the Bears in prime time. Jared Goff, starter sit. Yeah, I think the numbers in terms of like points allowed are kind of showing to stay away from this Rams team, but the Bears defense has not been good lately. If you're just like straight up watching the games and it's Jared Goff at home, and, you know, I can't really feel bad for Goff because until he proves that he's good in away games, we're just going to keep riding this home away split. Yep, and we did that with Ben Roethlisberger for a very long time, and it and wasn't it until, what was it, last year where he was actually better on the road for the first time in his career or something like that. So he was um, That team was just – they were just throwing the ball so much last year that it kind of evened itself out. Yep, totally agree. I'm with you. I I personally would sit Jared Goff if I didn't have a better, you know, yeah. if I had a better option, I guess just to say. Um, seems weird to say, but I'm going to throw it out there. Starter sit Todd Gurley. Um, I think you got to start him. I think he has a safe floor of about 10, which obviously isn't great, but he does have those games where he runs in three touchdowns just because that's the play gets called to him inside the red zone. Uh, not excited. I really wasn't excited all year for him, but yeah, like an RB2 probably. And as Josh Jacobs and the Raiders in London a few weeks ago exposed, you can run on the Bears. As scary as they are, if you give them time to rush the passer, if you run right at them, you can beat them on the ground. And I think it could be a you know a Rams uh, ground game, if you will. So Todd Gurley would obviously lead the charge there. Uh, Robert Woods finally bounced back with seven receptions last week, but he has been nowhere to be seen for the last several. Uh, are you confident with Robert Woods this week? Uh, I mean, if you – hopefully if you had him, you traded him away. And if you now have him, you traded for him. So, I think you're definitely playing him. But it's – I don't know. Like, I don't really know how much I can go into last game because Cooper Cup had zero fantasy points. Mm-hmm. Like, the wide receiver, what, four on the season? Yeah, no catches. Zero fantasy – I lost in the, the BDGE League by three points with Cooper Cup and Allen Robinson and my two starting receivers <laughs> – it was just so like I was like looking. I was like, "Is this actually real?" And then I turned on the game, and oh, yep, it's like it. How? How does that even happen? Oh man, I I actually got beat um, by uh, somebody with two. They had two zeros, and I got beat. Who's DJ and Cup? I think it was. I'm trying to make yeah. it zero. Yep. Yeah, I think it was I, DJ, DJ and like, Cup. Point one, if you do like decimal points or whatever, or something yep. like that. Anyway, that was a that was a tough loss. Obviously, I mean the rest of his team obviously went off, so yeah. it is what it is. But and Gerald Everett, uh, another hit or miss tight end, but when he goes off, he goes off. Um, Starter sit Gerald Everett. He's seeing volume, so I definitely think you could you could definitely do worse. But he's low end tight end one, I think. 
Got it. Let's go into the last game of the week, and then we'll switch over to our starts and sits, and, or excuse me, our starts of the week, and we'll get out of here. The Chiefs uh, coming off a, a thrilling loss to the Titans, and uh, the Chargers um, trying to find themselves after getting <laughs> beat up by the Raiders. Um, Monday Night Football, this one is in Los Angeles. For the Chiefs, uh, still trying to find a starting running back somehow. Shady McCoy, Damian Williams, whoever the starter is you're playing. My question is, if one of these guys isn't the starter, are you still playing either one of them? No. I think the last, like, two or three weeks, we've definitely seen that uh, whoever they're forcing the ball to uh, is okay. they're okay fantasy, like, running back two, I guess you could say. Um, I think Damian Williams is his job to lose now. Shady's Shady's been on the out for a while uh, in terms of like this is career. I definitely think it's sort of winding down along with AP. Sammy Watkins, starter sit. Uh, well, you know how I feel about him. It's, it just nothing points to me starting him, especially when Mahomes threw for what like three hundred some passing yards last week. Four fifty. Yeah, and he literally had nothing. Like it was, I just don't know how that happened. Like. I don't know. Because even like Tyreek had a good game, but he only had like 100 passing yards. So there's still like th- or 100 receiving yards. So there's still like 300 passing yards to go out. So I don't know. I think I'm going to say sit because I'd rather, I definitely think there's more, there's better options. But if you want to take the chance, go for it. Sammy Watkins, five of nine for 39 yards. Yeah. Tyreek Hill had a team high 19 targets. Travis Kelsey had 75 yards. Tyreek, 157. Uh, yeah, I'm with you, man. It's really, it's really frustrating because I was finally excited for Sammy Watkins, as we all are, because we all know the talent. And he's actually been healthy this year. And with Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill out and still not getting it done, it just it doesn't make sense. I'm with you. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay off until I see it consistently. Yeah, and the team sucks. So, like, that game was awesome. There was no more indicator that the Chiefs need to actually do something with their defense than that game. I think oh, they're just – just, go for it. Uh, I'm, I was just saying, are you, are, you not, are you not shocked that Ryan Tannehill, like, destroyed the Chiefs? Like, all I'm saying is last year – I said this all last year. Like, so all my, I have a couple of Chiefs friends – or friends that are Chiefs fans. And I, we have, like, a group chat for our fantasy league. And every Chiefs game, I'm like, hmm, another running back with an eight-yard gain, like blah, blah, blah. And they're like, you're just mad because the Broncos suck type thing. And all year, I'm just saying, the lack of run defense is going to come back to bottom. And what do you know? The Patriots ran all over them. And then Derrick Henry does this, and they made – like, there's no – they didn't make any moves in the offseason. They just try and improve their offense because they think offense is just going to win it. But I think now you're seeing that Ryan Tannehill just beat Patrick Mahomes. Like, there's got to be some sort of – indication i guess you could say derrick henry 22 carries 188 and two touchdowns yeah melvin gordon which i'll talk about in just a second should have a big game let's move over to the chargers real quick i'll just do it every week because i said i was going to gordon or eckler i mean it's it's gordon now as much as i don't want it to be it's he's the workhorse the new oc for some reason just like eh, eckler you can yeah you don't have to play or something High-scoring game, shootout, why not both? Yeah, I mean, I definitely think you play both, but I think Gordon's definitely the running back uh, for the Chargers, not necessarily for – they're both good fantasy assets, but I think they're going to ride Gordon. Deal. 
Awesome. Well, those are our starts and sits for week 11. Let's go back just a little bit and uh, recap the last couple of weeks and let's go over our quick picks and then we'll do our starts of the week and we'll scram. Last week, uh, I was seven and six. You were five and eight. Definitely Thanks. one of our, our worst weeks. Yeah. Um, although that allowed me to close the gap on you, 26 and 16. Uh, we started this um, week eight. eight so yep. that was just halfway through the season. So 26 and 16 for me, 27 and 15 for you. Um, I was really buoyed by my three upsets uh, coming to fruition, which was the um, Titans over the Chiefs, which we just talked about, the uh, Browns, um, and the Pittsburgh Steelers also getting the win there. So that was huge, obviously, and that helped uh, buoy me. But it's a new week. Let's get into our picks very quickly. Cleveland uh, or Pittsburgh at Cleveland. Who you got? Uh, I'm taking Pittsburgh uh, for all the fantasy reasons we provided. I'm sticking with the Browns because why the hell not? New York Jets at Washington. Uh, I took the Jets, but I don't really want to take any team in this game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take the. Uh, I'm gonna take the Washington squad. I think they're definitely worse, but they're at home, and Sam Darnold has looked really bad. And if, uh, if Washington can focus on stopping Le'Veon Bell, which they'll be able to because everyone does, uh, I think maybe they'll win the game like 13 to 12. So I will take uh, Washington. Um, should be a shootout here, and I expect the uh, Saints to definitely bounce back. But Saints at Tampa Bay. Uh, I took the Saints. I definitely think that was sort of a uh, slap in the face game last week. Mm -hmm. uh, I just don't – I don't see Jameis Winston not throwing two interceptions in this game and pulling out a win with how bad uh, their pass defense is against one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Ooh, I'm with you. Uh, I think Jameis is still horrendous, but I think the offense overall will get it done. And in a shootout, I don't know why, but I'm going to take Tampa Bay outside at home Drew Brees on the road outside, not always the best. I'm going to take Tampa Bay in, a, in a, another upset back-to-back -back here, which would be super shocking, but I'm going to do it. Um, Broncos at Vikings. It's Brandon Allen season. So you're going with? I can't pick against my team. I'm picking the uh, Broncos. I got you. And I'm actually going to go with the Vikings because it's Brandon Allen season. That's exactly. Yes. I get it. it goes both ways. <laughs> Um, well, it's Fitzmagic season as well. So when the oh. Bills go to the Dolphins, you're going with? Uh, I mean, I'm taking Buffalo, but I Dolphins are two and zero in November, and the Niners are one and one. So if that if that proves you anything, well, dude, I mean, what I mean, the Patriots are zero and one. Exactly. So yep. What do you, what, I mean, where are you going with this? <laughs> I don't know. Just, the the Dolphins sad. are pretty much one of the best teams in November, which is when you need yeah. to, you need to start getting hot, which is great. They're, they're um, doing this whole tanking thing wrong. That's for sure. You're going to pick the bills. I'm going to stick with my boy, Kalen Balaj, and I'm going to go with the dolphins Jacksonville at Indianapolis. Well, back to the top, what five, one of us is going to take the lead this week because we were alternate in all five of those. And I think we're the same on the rest. Uh, well, yep, except one for one more. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I'm taking the, I had Jacksonville. Now, I didn't really look to see the Colts were at home. I think they might go for two every time on this uh, this game because Adam V is done. He's oh, done man. for. Super sad. 
it is sad because what it like say you were the owner do you, do you cut Adam V? No, no, that, no, that, not at this point. I think that's the problem because like I think all the Colts fans are like, come on, but then they're like, oh wait, it's Adam V. Like I think everyone's kind of like knows it's happening, but I think the Colts will pull it off. I think it'll be a really really good game though with Foles coming back, Amber Set coming back. Well, how about a game winner from Adam Vinatieri? I'll take the Colts. Hey, he did it against Boom. the Broncos, and I was like, "Really? Like you're gonna make this one?" <laughs> and then, he, and then I'm pretty sure he shanked again. And then, and the then he week. he might have hit like I don't even know. It would have been like a 25 yarder, like in the bottom left of the end zone. Oh maybe. man, rough. Cowboys and Lions. Uh, I'm gonna take the Cowboys. The Lions are just the much uh, inferior team. Without Stafford, there's no chance. I'm gonna yeah, go with no. the Cowboys as well. Um, Falcons, Panthers. Um, I this is also a hard one because I think both teams are. I think the Panthers' record does not show their actual talent, and I think same with the Falcons, uh, just the other way around. But I still think Carolina will pull this one out at home. I'm gonna go with Carolina too. I wanted to go with the Falcons, but I just think Carolina is a different beast at home. And again, with the Falcons being an indoor team playing outside uh, this time of year, I will take. Carolina, but I think it's going to be close. Houston Texans, Baltimore Ravens. Lamar Jackson's going to run for like 150 yards in this game. Totally agree. I'll take the Ravens as well. Patriots, Philadelphia, no Nick Foles. I think the Patriots have a chance. Here we are. Actually, I'm going to go back. So if, say, Baltimore wins this game, do you think Lamar Jackson's locked as the MVP? Um... He would have been beaten. He would have beaten Russ and Tom Brady. Now Deshaun Watson. Uh, yeah. I mean, he would be the front runner for now, but it's way too early to lock in that. Yeah, I agree. I just, I don't want a playoff run to, to decide it because I think they both have really good seasons, but I think Lamar is definitely the, this most valuable player regardless of, playoff finish. Dude, I'll tell you, I'll tell you right now, man. I said this two weeks ago when Baltimore beat New England. Right. And then I said, I'm really worried because I think Seattle is Baltimore and the Niners are New England and the same thing's going to happen. And it fucking did. I, I mean, I'm a Niner homer. I'm not shy about that. And the, the Patriots are great, but neither one of them have had a really tough schedule the first half of the season. Seattle and Baltimore, I think, are the two best teams in the league right now. There is definitely a chance that they make a deep run and potentially play in the Super Bowl with the way that they're playing in their records. Uh, that would be a fucking incredible game. Um, to see Russ and Lamar in the same game. And Jimmy G and Tom Brady in the same game would be pretty cool too. So I think there's a lot of uh, narratives starting to build themselves. But um, we both with, both went with the Ravens. Let's get back to the picks. New England, Philadelphia. Nick Foles is not on the team anymore, so I'm going to go with the Patriots. I am as well for the exact same reason. <laughs> um, Bengals and Raiders in Oakland. Josh Jacobs is going to have like 200 rushing yards in this game. I agree, and I think uh, Joe Mixon might have another 30 carries for about 115 yards, uh, which he should have about 300, but that's okay. Um, I'm going to take the Raiders as well. Uh, I think they, they come up come up here at home, and the Bengals go to 0-10. Uh, Cardinals, Niners. I'm taking Niners. Like I said, I think it's going to be a blowout, but I definitely do see the same scenario in the last game. Just because, I mean, I know you, I know you really, really like Jimmy G, but I think he's very inefficient in the closing out games category, which we've don't, seen the last two weeks. Don't get me started, dude. I, I mean, 
if you would have told me Russell Wilson had a chance to come back at the end of the game, I would four I mean, times. Yeah, like it's you can't give him chances. Like there's no there's no like scenario that you'll win against him. You can't without Tyler Lockett even still can't give him chances. And this whole this whole fucking blame the kicker bullshit. The kid's a rookie. No, stupid. Yeah. Filling in for a Hall of Famer. He already hit three super clutch field goals. Not to mention the one to tie to even go any further. Then he shanks a field goal. Shit happens. All good. Yeah. But fine. there's so many other chances where Jimmy G being who he is with all this fucking mystique and like Brady's younger brother and like, you know, Oh dude, I'm fired up. I think what happens here in this game, I'm going to go with the Niners of course. Uh, but I think what happens here is Jimmy G plays like shit again. Shanahan's like, wait a minute, we're not going to win a Super Bowl with a fucking horrible quarterback. So they're just going to like, you know, subtly bench him. Mullins comes out at halftime, fucking shreds the Cardinals. Boom. Starter <laughs> moving the rest of the season. I'll take the Niners in a landslide after my man Mullins gets it done bears rams uh another game that i could care less to pick but i'm gonna take the rams Goff at home trubisky did throw three touchdowns but they were bogus touchdowns and they were like he had like 107 yards and just three touchdowns i don't think i don't think trubisky can beat Jalen ramsey considering they only throw the ball to Allen robinson yeah you're absolutely right, and you're making me want to change my pick, but I'm going to go with the Bears only because I think the Bears' defense can neutralize Goff, no cu- uh, no Cooks. They can stop the run, I think, enough. I think it's going to be ugly, dude. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game, like low 20s, 24-20, 21, something like that. I just think the Bears, the Bears squeak out ugly games. They, they don't do shutouts or, you know, shootouts. Um, and I, the Rams don't win ugly games. The Bears do win ugly games. I think it's an ugly game. I'm going to take the Bears, but I agree with you. It's a crapshoot. Last game pick here, Chiefs, Chargers. Uh, I'm going to take the Chiefs. I think it's it's it seems like people would want to take the Chargers in this game, but I think the Chiefs will crush them. I'm going to take the Chiefs too because they're just the better overall team, but this is definitely one of those, like, Phillip Rivers, primetime division rival – Melvin Gordon randomly goes off for like a buck 80 and three touchdowns and Mm -hmm. Keenan Allen finally fucking shows up after two months of not doing it. Uh, Yeah. I, but I mean, are you going to give Chiefs have no defense? Are you going to give Mahomes a negative game script though against the chargers? Well, no, I mean, Mahomes is going to throw for 400 plus yards and three touchdowns, but rivers might throw for 304 touchdowns. Yeah, I don't know. It's I'm gonna pick the Chiefs as well, but this is definitely the like it could happen. It could happen. (laughs) It could happen. I'm gonna go. This is a Vegas game for sure, though. I could uh I'm gonna go with the Chiefs as well. Let's shake it off, man. We are going to go into our starts of the week quickly and we'll get out of here for the podcast. We are no longer doing all in check or fold. I just want to give the listeners a heads up. Um, some deadlines have already passed last week. Other deadlines are passing today and or yesterday, depending on when you listen to this podcast. And if not, it's probably next week before Thanksgiving. So we're running out. Um, I don't want to spend a lot of time on that when it's not valuable to everybody. So if you have trade questions, as always, you guys are always super good about it. And it's awesome to talk through everybody's roster. And I learn a lot. You learn a lot. It's, it's awesome. So keep doing that. Feel free to shoot me um, at the, at the, um, at fantasy football underscore TCK pod on Instagram is, is the main connection I have. But you can also hit us on Twitter and uh, Facebook and 
email as well. And you know, all those links in the, in the break and in the outro as well, but hit us up. Lucas or I will get back to you and, and give us our thoughts, but we're no longer doing the all-in checker fold for the remainder of the season. So we don't have that as a segment, but if you want one-on-one help, please reach out, reach out. That's the only time I'll say it. I just wanted to bring that up real quick. Quickly, man, let's run through starts or sits. Uh, we've already mentioned, you know, 80% of these guys, but uh, start of the week at the quarterback position. You know, I, we mentioned it earlier. Uh, this could very, very, very easily backfire. I'm going Kyle Allen this week. Against the Falcons, the last five games, the Falcons are allowing 28.2 fantasy points. Oof. And that is also a little inflated because you take in the Russell Wilson game where they he threw for three touchdowns in the first half and then they just stopped trying to score because they had no need to. <laughs> and he finished with like 18. But I say that's inflated because he could have easily put up like 30. And then the whole Breeze game last year, I'm just going to throw that one out. That's a uh, – Something I don't I don't even know what to describe that game. Uh, so that number could be a lot higher. His area Allen's air yards are only have consistently gone up every week. Um, and then I don't know. Despite that, I think that he's at home. They're building confidence. A little mad after last week's game because they decided to run the ball with no timeouts on fourth and goal. Didn't make any sense. I think he'll at least get you twenty plus this week. I'm gonna go with Derek Carr. They're playing the Bungles at home. Lamar Jackson just absolutely shredded him. I'm not saying that Derek Carr is Lamar Jackson, but he did have three passing touchdowns and a rushing score as well. Derek Carr does have wheels. He has had a couple uh, rushing touchdowns in his day. He can definitely light up the Bengals for three deep touchdowns. I just think Derek Carr is a nice uh, streamer. Definitely great in two QB leagues, and this is a plus matchup for sure. And don't look now, but the Raiders are actually in playoff contention. If the Chiefs lose and the Raiders win, they're tied in first place. And the Raiders get the Jets next week, and the Chiefs have a bye, I think. Shoo-wee. How about uh-huh. the Raider Nation? Damn. Um, anyway, I'm going to go with Derek Carr here. Uh, I think the, the the Raiders take care of him handily, and I think Derek Carr has a big game. How about running back for you? Uh, I'm going Josh Jacobs. Uh, I mean, Same I could, <laughs> I think you're starting him any week. He's, I think he's a running back one. He will finish as a running back one on the season. Uh, last five games, the Bengals are allowing 24.1 fantasy points to the running back uh, position. Jacobs is the clear workhorse. There's no other guy that we thought might get the receiving work. It's Jacobs all the way. He saw targets early last week. I think he's just going to run all over the Bengals. I'm going to go with Melvin Gordon. Uh, we've been talking about it. The way to beat the Chiefs, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. 22 carries, 188 yards, two touchdowns for Derrick Henry. Didn't even use him through the passing game. Smashed. The Titans smashed on the Chiefs. Mahomes put up 450 yards, and they still lost. The Chargers could win this game straight up. I think Melvin Gordon is going to be the the nucleus in this game. I think he has a big game. I'm going to go with Melvin Gordon with, like, parentheses, Austin Eckler. I really do think you can start both these guys with confidence this week. Uh, Wide receiver. Uh, I put Hollywood on here. It was a tough week to kind of decide. I think there's a ton of good matchups. But he, uh, if you look at Hollywood's uh, just like game log in terms of fantasy points, his really uh, pop-off games, or I guess non-bust games, are against bottom feeder uh, uh, passing defenses. And Houston is right there with him. In the last five games, they are allowing 41.9 fantasy points per game to the receiver group. And as you know, the Ravens are very, very slim at receivers. It is literally – uh, Hollywood, and then I guess you want, if you want to call Mark Andrews as the wide receiver two on the team, 
Uh, Tyreek went for 580 and two on this Houston defense a couple of weeks ago. And I mean, I don't know. I just think it's going to be a high scoring game. I think he, I mean, he's an air yards machine. I think it's just going to all fall into place here in this game and he'll probably get like three catches for 120 and a touchdown or something. Whew. I'm going to go with Chris Godwin. Uh, this seems obvious. He's like in the top five of every fantasy uh, scoring. He's also uh, number four in the league in, in yardage. You're not not playing Chris Godwin. I'm more bringing up Marshawn Lattimore is going to draw Mike Evans. They have a great battle twice a year, every single year. Marshawn shuts them down half the time. Evans dusts them half the time. The Saints need to sober up a little bit. They got punched in the mouth last week. I think this is going to be a big defensive game for the Saints. Jameis is going to have to go somewhere, and Godwin has still gotten his numbers because they throw so much, but kind of disappeared in the last month. I think this is the game where Evans gets double covered and focused on because he's been such a beast lately, and Godwin kind of slides in the back door and maybe has, you know, 12 for 120 and two. Uh, he has those games in the past. I think he has one this week. I like Chris Godwin a lot. Uh, tight ends and defenses. Go with your tight end. Before we start on that, I'm pretty sure Lattimore might not be playing. Uh, is he out for sure? Well, he left that game, and it was pretty bad, apparently. I'm pulling it up right now. Yeah, uh, okay. I did, I did see that, too. I just hadn't heard that he was out. So maybe my take is uh, – He's week-to-week week and did not practice today. So my guess is he'd not be playing this week. So – P.J. Williams and a uh, rookie safety play in the cornerback position. We'll guard so, Godwin and Evans. So Chris Godwin's still the start of the week. <laughs> Mike Evans might go for like one of his like 10 for 180 and three games or something. Holy shit. Well, either way, I'm still going Chris Godwin. Yeah, no, they'll be both be fine this week. Um, my tight end, I'm going to go on the other side of the ball for this. Jared Cook is um, as much as I hate to put Jared Cook here. He is in a very, very good spot this week. Uh, last week, first game back with Breeze. His first game back too, since he was injured. He saw 10 targets. Uh, I don't necessarily want to say that volume is going to stick because I don't know if this could be a whole game script thing. Maybe because I mean I don't want to say the Falcons like shut him down because even Michael Thomas still got a ton of work. But I definitely think he'll be okay uh, in what the crappy tight end landscape is. In the last five games, uh, the Tampa Bay Bucks are allowing 17 points to the tight end position, which if you are getting 17 points from your tight end every week, you are very happy. Uh, and that's with a game of 2.5 from Arizona, who doesn't even have a tight end that they use frequently. And I don't, I think he's just a very safe play, uh, especially if I think Brady's going to come out firing in this game. Whew, I like it. I'm going to go with my boy Ross Dwelly if Kittle is out. If Kittle plays, I'm going to go with Josh. Josh? I'm going to go with Dallas Goddard uh, as my other tight end of the week. So I'm going to go with Ross Dwelly. If Kittle is out, if Kittle is in, I'm going to go with Dallas Carter. I know that's kind of cheating, but with the caveat of, I don't know who's going to do what, I just want to let people know I have that much confidence in Dallas Goddard to at least get you a touchdown this week. And sometimes at the tight end position, all you need is a catch and a touchdown as we know from our boy, Darren Fells. Let's get into our Bay area defensive starts of the week and we will get out of here you go first all right so the Raiders defense gets to play I think it's a fourth round pick rookie quarterback Oof. the 0 and 10 Bengals they're at home whoa 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 dude oh and nine oh and nine okay crazy. sorry sorry 0 and yeah, 10 I'm... Bengals <laughs> they will be 0 and 10 uh they will be 0 and 16 but I think that uh Raiders are riding hot 
Their defense has been eh to start the year, just kind of subpar, but they have started to click lately. They're getting to the quarterback quite a bit now. I think they're – I mean, you saw what the Ravens did last week, and you had a nice call on that with your start of the week. However, I don't think Raiders' defense is as good as the Ravens, but I think they'll at least put up 10 plus. I think they'll easily put up 15 this week. Oh, man. I'm going to go with the 49ers. Again, I think that they got a real – Real shitty deal, uh, and and just on defense to lose a game like that when you really beat up on one of the best offenses in the league for so much of that game and should have won and came away with the loss, I think that's going to be big. And um, Kyler Murray is a younger <laughs> Russell Wilson with his ability and his scrambling, but he's not the decision maker that Russell Wilson is. He's not going to just take a sack and save a pick. He's not going to slide. He's not going to, you know, break away from uh, multiple defenders in his face necessarily and make the right throw all the time. I think the Niners get a number of picks, a number of sacks, maybe even a, a pick six in this one. Um, I think the, the Niners defense retaliates in a big way here. So I will go with the Niners as my defensive start of the week. Once again, a reminder of the buy teams in week 11, the Seahawks, the Packers, the Titans, and the Giants. Make sure to get all of those cats out of your lineup. And before we get out of here, man, um, last week we had our starts of the week. We had Drew Brees and Jameis Winston. Of course, Jameis did just fine. Drew Brees shit the bed. I don't even really – can't really even explain that, but that didn't make sense happen. I picked Josh Jacobs. You picked Marlon Mack. Jacobs went off. Mack not so much. On the other side, Mike Williams didn't do much there. Keenan Allen – Decent, but not what you want in that number one uh, wide receiver. But both of us were surprised that they didn't take off there. Evan Ingram got hurt. That's kind of tough to, to manage there. Mark Andrews, my. You cut off again. Can you hear me? where they can catch your hard work and uh, we'll catch you tomorrow yeah you just cut off again so there might be some like sporadic can you hear me uh toss sure. in there but yeah uh, tckpod.com by the time you hear this thursday uh it'll be up the rankings and start of the week article i'm still i'm narrowing down kind of what i want to do this off season in terms of uh just whatever the website's going to have on the uh, for articles and all that stuff, but we will announce that probably more towards the end of the season. But for now, tckpod.com uh, and go Broncos. Go Niners. That'll do it for this episode. Be sure to email us at tckpod at gmail.com or shoot us a DM on Instagram at fantasyfootball underscore tckpod. You can also find us on Twitter at tck underscore pod or Facebook at the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast. And make sure to check out our website at tckpod.com for weekly rankings, waiver wire ads, and Lucas's start sick column. If you've gained any value from this episode, please subscribe and leave a rate and review to the podcast and give us a like and a follow on our social media as it really does make a difference for us. Make the most of the rest of your day and we'll catch you next time on the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. For Lucas Kaser, I'm Scott Guasco and we are out of here. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.